welcome to Awaken Podcast. I hope you enjoy the teaching. So if you've been around, uh, you may know, but if you, if you don't, we kind of have three groups of people uh, or three groups of ages for our students. So we have the nursery over here, which is zero to three or so. Are Dave and Kathy here? By the way, this is Dave and Kathy Peterson, if you didn't know them, and they help coordinate and run the nursery, which I am so grateful for. These guys never get play. In fact, they hate the fact that I'm doing this right now. But these are unsung heroes at Awaken. Um, so Dave and Kathy help coordinate the, uh, uh, the, the nursery. Um, our kids' community, by the way, John, uh, Issa and John uh, are, are do that. So they're, they're there. Yes, thank you. Um, and then we've, we had this last year, uh, basically like 9 or 8 to 18, you know, 10, 10 to 18-year-olds. And Jenna's up in the, in the, man, everybody's here today. First hour, like crickets, you know, like, anybody here? So Jenna helped coordinate that this last year. And one of the things that we realized or learned in this process was that 10 to 18 is just a massive gap, a large range in terms of, like, maturity and ability and cognitive, you know, capacity, especially for the boys in that category. Um, and so what we're trying to do is to, to recognize that and create a, a system by which, uh, or a program that ad- addresses some of these needs. So here's how it is going forward. Zero to three stays the same, kind of three to eight, nine-ish stays about the same. And what we're doing is taking our students and splitting it into two groups. So eight, nine-ish to 10, uh, 12, 13-ish, and then beyond, right? So Chris Kimston is right up here. Chris is waving. Chris arrived from Iowa about six weeks ago. Um, we won't hold that against him, though. He's a current scholar at Bethel, and he came and called me and was like, hey, let's have lunch. I'm looking for a church to get involved in. Came to Awaken and just said, like, I have to be involved here. So uh, we're super excited for Chris and Kelsey, his fiance, to, to join us. And they're going to be kind of heading up this new uh, section of sort of 8 to 12-year-old uh, programming at Awaken. Now, for the time being, this will happen concurrently with students, so that'll be every other Sunday. So if this is, this is you, um, know this, and if, you're, if it's not, just FYI. And then the hope is in January, if we, if we end up in this new space, that we'll have that on Sunday morning for students, that, that age bracket. So everybody got that? Okay, great, good. All right, so um, I wanna, uh, we're in Acts chapter 2 this morning, and every year at about this time, Minnesotans across the state ask one simple question. Where did summer go? Yes, exactly. Where did summer go? Like, how did we find ourselves here? You know, like, I saw there's trees that are, like, changing colors right there. How did this happen? How did we get here? And I just simply say June, July, and August. (laughs) Happens every year. It's the same 90 days. I'm not sure, like, how anything changes, but for some reason, we feel this, like, oh, you know, like, death of something. And, and, and at any rate, um, it's the same, but, uh, you know, we start thinking about school, and we send the kids back to school. God, thank you. We send the kids back to school. Man, this week's been awesome. Just really loved it, you know. Lots of, lots of time to do whatever, you know, whatever. Uh, so, but we think about school. We think about, you know, hunting and fishing. The Vikings are playing today. Yeah, a couple of Viking shirts. I see that. Yeah, first hour, we had a lot more people in it than normal. I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the Vikings. Do we have a quarterback like, that's any good this year? Who? No, that's no good. Okay, it's Castle again? All right, I'll, I'll watch you somebody else. Uh, so we think about football and hunting and fishing, planting mums, right? I mean, that's a favorite fall activity for you mum lovers. <laughs> Cider, apple orchards, man, it's great. Gourds. 
right? And, you know, typically, inevitably, uh, every year about this time, we, we ask a question at Awaken, which is a really important one, and that is, like, who are we? And why do we do what we do? What are we doing here? Why do we do this? So it's an opportunity for us as a community to sort of revisit some of the things that are central to who we are and what we're about as a church. Uh, the one guy who, who speaks and, and does, uh, talks a lot, writes a lot, named Andy Stanley, he says that vision leaks. So he says if you're, the, if you're leading an organization or you're, you're part of leading something and you think that the people who are in your organization get what you're about, start over. Because vision leaks. People just forget. And in, inevitably, things happen and we kind of wander. And it's always important to just kind of come back, right? This is part of what the, the, the festivals for Israel are every year. It's a remember, come back to, and recenter. I think this is what communion is for us in a lot of ways. Remember, center yourselves on the things that matter most. So we want to do that. We want to ask, are there things that we want to continue to do as a church? Are there things that we find that the church of the Bible does inevitably or, or rhythmically uh, these patterns that they might have? And then um, how simple or how complex is that rhythm or flow? So as leaders of, of, a, of a church, how simple or how complex is it for you all to be connected to this church? There's one um, one group of guys that, that wrote a book called uh, Simple Church, and they argued quite convincingly that if, a, if an organization is complex, then their efficiency goes down. So that you could say the opposite. The degree to which an organization is simple is equal to the efficacy of their organization or how efficient or how, uh, how well they do what they do. So simpler is better. And so we want to ask some questions about what would it look like to get clarity around the things that matter most? What would it look like to sort of say, we want to be intentional about these things. And if we align our resources and our collective um, uh, money and our collective energy and leadership capacity and capital, and we push it towards a couple of things, what might happen? I, I tend to believe that we might be ready for what God might do. That if the spirit of God were to work in our community, that we'd be ready for it. And that's my hope and my prayer. So that's what I want to do today. Um, the, the mission of Awaken, and by mission, I say, uh, why do we exist? We start every Sunday morning with a video, and in, in, you know, if you're around before we, we get together on Sundays, this is called the vision video or the mission video. So every week, we put this in front of you. I don't know if you notice this, but it's like an IV drip. I'm hoping that it, in, after time, you just get it. So if I were to just straw poll, what is the mission of Awaken based on what you hear every Sunday when you come in the door here on that video? Does anybody have an idea what you remember? What's the mission of this church? Well done. And there's one, one, one other part that's added to that, which is, has to do with partnering. Demonstrate and announce the way of Jesus in the world and partner with God in the ongoing work of redemption. Right? So this is the mission of Awaken. When people ask you, or if you were to ask me, Michael, what is it, what, why do we do what we do? What's the mission of this church? I would say simply to demonstrate and announce the way of Jesus and to partner with God in the ongoing work of redemption. Very simple. Three words become important, demonstrate, announce, and partner. Demonstrate. We want to demonstrate to a world that's watching, hopefully, that the love of God is a part of our lives. We want to demonstrate with our words and our actions that God has changed our lives. And so we serve and we love and we give ourselves away. Now, traditionally, there's often a pendulum swing among religious people. It's either one, you know, it's all social justice, it's all issues, it's all volunteering, it's all about loving people, it's all about serving on the one hand, or it's all about evangelism, it's all about getting out there and like passing out tracts and 
different sermon, totally different sermon, you know, which we've, we've never done for a very good reason. But you know, it's all about one thing or the other. And I want to say it's got to be both. It has to be both. This is a balanced approach, fair and balanced. <laughs> oh, you did not just say that. That's Fox News, in case you didn't know, which I don't watch much of. Um, so it's, it's, I actually don't. If, if you're like, no, you do. I don't. Uh, so it's, it's demonstrating. How do you know that then? Because I have brothers and they talk about it. Gosh. Rewind. Demonstrate and announce that it's got to be both. We want to, yes, demonstrate with our lives and love and serve and be a part of things that matter and, and that, that are important to God's heart in the world. And I hope that you have the capacity to share with someone who might ask you, what is it about this Jesus that you love? That you would have reason for the hope that you have, 1 Peter 3. And then, of course, he goes on and says, and do this with gentleness and respect. Like, don't be adult when you announce. Do it with nuance and, like, love, but that you would be able to do both. So it's demonstrate and announce the way of Jesus. And then lastly, to partner with God in the ongoing work of redemption. We want to say that we recognize that fundamental to what it means to be the people of God in the world is that we've been invited to something. That it's not something that we just sort of sit back, you know, in our posh lazy boys and say, yeah, we're saved, you're not awesome. No, that's not it at all. But rather, God has invited us to get involved in the world, in what God's up to in the world. It's not about building walls, but it's about getting out into the world and saying, God has, something began at the cross and the resurrection of Jesus that has been inaugurated, which is to say it's begun. And it continues through you and me. And we have been invited to partner with God. That's not to say that we can fix everything, that you know, if we just like work hard enough, like everything will be fine. No, that's obviously not the case. Anything I get my hands on, I wreck. And so do you. But with partnered with the Spirit of God at work in our lives, oh, now that's a different story. So we partner and we say yes to what God is up to in the world, which is about redemption. It's about light in dark places. It's about beauty and hope out of ashes and death. That's what God does. And so we say yes to that invitation. Demonstrate, announce, partner. Everybody clear on that? Yes. Okay. Now, rhythm. Rhythm is an interesting word, right? It's, here's the definition of it. A strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound, the systematic arrangement of musical sounds principally according to duration and periodic stress, which is like stopping and going, waiting. You guys remember the rest signal in, uh, in music? So it's about when you play and when you don't play. It's about when you stop and when you go. It's about, and, and, and rhythm is this sort of repeated pattern of movement or sound. Now, we did a series last year where we took four weeks and we kind of unpacked this. I'm not going to do that, but I want to stop here and ask a couple of really important questions. Just, I mean, put your finger right here. You feel that? If you don't, you're dead. <laughs> And we've got a couple of EMTs in the room, so we're okay. Yeah. Did you know that it does that every day? Just like again and again. And like just stop and listen to yourself breathe for a second. Just like in and out, in and every day. And this rhythm, this pattern that repeats itself keeps you alive. You think about like, the holidays and seasons in Minnesota, which we love so much. Think about the clock, just time itself, tick, tick. It's all rhythms. They're all repeating patterns that govern 
our lives. I mean, you brush your teeth in the morning, you take a shower, or maybe you do it the other way around. All of these things, and, and, and when you stop and you think about it, and the, all of the rhythms that govern your life, they're everywhere. And as a person like me, who's interested in the Bible and how it connects to our lives, I think, and my question is, like, can you find those rhythms in Scripture? Are they present there too? And of course, you hear Jesus saying, whenever you eat of this and drink of this, do it in remembrance of me. Eat this bread, drink this cup, do it in remembrance. Like, it's as if something is supposed to happen Again and again and again and again and again. God says to the Israelites, rest, work six days, rest one. Seventh day, God rested and called it holy, Shabbat. So we work six, we rest one, work six, rest one, work six, rest one. There should be <laughs> some kind of repeating pattern to your work, the work of your hands. God says to Israel, these are my appointed festivals which you are to proclaim, Passover, first fruits, weeks, trumpets, day of atonement, tabernacles. Then there's the Sabbath year every seven years, let the land rest. Then there's jubilee every 50 years. It appears that this is something that is very important to the story of God and the people of God in the world. Rhythms, patterns, habits that repeat themselves again and again and again. So I would ask this next question. Are there or can you find when you look at the text are there things that the church does or should be doing or we find the church doing again and again and again and again? So look at Acts chapter 2. We'll start in verse 42. And I'd ask that you stand if you can and we'll read through verse 47. It says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in, their temp in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Pray with me. God, as we look at this text and this scripture and we think about who we are as the people of God in the world, the church, those who follow Jesus, <clears throat> would you uh, open our eyes, give us the, the ability to see you clearly and what you're calling us to, and wisdom and discernment to be able to say yes to the things that are in line with who you've called us to be and no to the things that aren't. Uh, we pray these things in all God's people said. Amen. You can have a seat. It seems to me that the church, this group of people, is no different than you or I as humans, and no different than the things that God is already saying in the scriptures, that there are these repeating patterns and habits that happen again and again and again. Let's just look at a couple of them and then ask, what does that mean for Awaken? Number one, we find this group of people loving one another. They love each other well. And this is great, right? This is like classic church passage, you know, like evangelicals. We love this one. We're like, we want to be an Acts 2 church, baby. We want to go back the way it began. To which I think, you can't, nobody can, and you live in 2014 and Rome is not in power anymore, so stop asking those stupid questions. But I never say any of that. I just say, oh, that's really interesting. Good luck with that. Okay, so we find this group of people and they're loving each other, right? I mean, they are intentional about loving one another, which is to say, I think, they know uh, they, they, they're, they're in deep and meaningful relationships with one another and their friendships go deep. It's about being invited inside of in. This is about people knowing what's on your refrigerator. It's about people knowing like what you really hope for, dream for, struggle with, cry over, beat the table over. I mean, when you stop and think about that, who are the people in your life who know what just cranks you up for good and for bad? 
Who are the people in your life who, who, who know when things change on your fridge? Who know the color of your cabinets and know where to find the cups? These are the people you've invited inside of in. They know you. This group of people, it appears, had these kinds of relationships where they really did, they were, they were like in it together. And there's some, there's, there's some of the ways that they did that that we just can't now because, again, we're 2,000 and some years later. But there are ways, there are values that they held. There are ways that they organized their lives that allowed them to do that that we should pay attention to. And so for us at Awaken, we want to say this is about helping each other live into and out of what God has already put in you and who God has made you to be. So it's a group of people who are saying yes to what is in you and what God has made you to be and helping bring those things out. You know that stupid old illustration you youth pastors used to give? You're like, you know, if you're dating somebody and you're a believer, then you're up here. And if they're not a believer, then they're down there and you're trying to pull them up. You remember that one? I hated that illustration because it was just like so pejorative and so like, eh. but listen, there are people who are encouraging you to be what God has made you to be. And there are those who are not. And that's just true. And there's wisdom in that to say the people that you let inside of in, you want, are, you want those people to be encouraging you in the commitments that you've made and the kind of person that you want to be. Not who are saying, hey, man, you want to go smoke some dope or whatever, you know, like whatever it is that you are tempted to sort of go off what you've committed to wanting to be. So these people, it's about letting people inside of in and people inviting you to, to be what you've, uh, or, or to be all that God has called you to be and made you to be. It's about helping each other out, you know, painting houses, fixing decks, uh, 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 making meals, visiting each other when you're sick or in the hospital, my paint, my house needs to be painted and my deck needs to be fixed, but <laughs> that's just, you know, that's an aside, right? It's just, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it's, I have been blown away at the people at Awaken who just show up to help people move. I love it. And it happens all without me knowing. People are like, oh, did you know so-and-so moved and like 14 Awaken people showed up to help them do that? Awesome. There's a mom who's laboring right now from Awaken. And I guarantee you, there will be meals made for her and, her and her new family. That kind of stuff happens. It's loving one another with intentionality. Secondly, I think we find these people loving the world. And this is so important. These are not people who build walls and who sit back and sort of protect themselves from the world, but they engage the world. It says they're found in the temple courts. What does this mean? It means they're like right in the middle of what's happening culturally. It means they're right in the middle of all the stuff, the hubbub, the, the, the daily life of their neighborhood. They're involved there. They're engaged there. This church thing is not for you like primarily if you're a follower of Jesus. It's for the world. Now, do you gain something from being involved in this community? I hope so. Are you fed? Is there life that you receive from being a part of this community? Yes, absolutely. And I hope that that's true. But primarily, this is not about you. Sorry to say. Richard Rohr talks about, you know, uh, growing in spiritual maturity and when people finally figure out just in general that this whole thing, life in and of itself, it's just not about you, man, there's a door that opens up to all kinds of new things because you've crossed a threshold as a human because it's not. They found themselves loving the world. They were participating in this project of redemption that God had begun at the cross in the reconciliation of all things. So this is about us partnering with the Spirit of God who's at work in the world, redeeming the world, trying to re reconcile that which has gone bad in the world, and us saying yes to that and getting involved in it. It's about loving the world. 
It's about what is in your hands. What has God uniquely shaped you to do, and how are you investing that in the work of God in the world? What are the seeds of tov or life or good that are buried deep inside of you that can come out and actually bear fruit? And when, man, when those, when the, <laughs> this is one of my deep, deep prayers for us, for you, for me, that we would know and recognize the seeds of good, of tov that God has already put in you and that you would learn how to like bring those out and let them live in the world because when they do, bam, snaps, that's life. That's, that, that's the nexus of like all that you are and all that God is doing, whammo. <laughs> Fireworks. What happens then? Life, abundance, hope, a compelling life that's lived. People are encouraged and tra- all the good stuff. So love, they f- love each other. They love the world. They gave themselves away. They sacrificed of themselves for the sake of others. They ascribed worth to other people. And then finally, we find them celebrating and learning and telling of this Jesus. They shared about Jesus when they had the opportunity. This is about telling and retelling the story of Jesus. And it's about gathering to bear witness to something that has happened. That's why we do this on Sunday mornings. It's not because, you know, there's nothing better to do. There's a lot of things that could be better to do. But this is important. And so we gather to tell and retell this story. So as I read the text, there are these regular repeated patterns of movement, these things that the church is doing again and again and again. And so then, particular to Awaken, we want to say, well, if that's what the church in general is doing, then that's what we want to be doing because that's what we are, a church. So... In particular, what does that really look like? And at this point, um, we'll throw this up on the screen here. They, they celebrate and they learn and they tell of this Jesus. This is Sunday mornings for us. It's, uh, it's why we gather on Sundays. So when we do this, my hope, the people who lead this and who put this together, is that there would be an opportunity for you to encounter the divine presence. That when we do this, whether it's through song or teaching or silence or readings or reflection or art, that it would be an opportunity for you to open the door and encounter the presence of God. Now, it's up to you in a lot of ways, and a lot of times we walk you right to the door as much as we can, remove obstacles and barriers as much as we can, and you open the door. That's what this is about. Um, This love one another, we've talked about uh, in terms of life groups, and we want to gather smaller groups of people. If we put all the people who are here at first hour and all the people who are second hour, it's like 175 adults. You just can't get to know everybody. In fact, stop if you would just for a moment. Look around the room. Just go ahead and look around the room at the faces that you see. You know, this is the awkward moment where I'm going to say, keep looking, keep looking. Look at the people around, right? There are lots of people I guarantee you don't know, right? And you're like, man, I've never seen that person. Where'd they come from? People that have been coming to Awaken the whole time and you're like, who are all these people I don't know anymore? It's because our church is growing, and that's great, but you can't, we can't do that kind of relationship here. And so we've tried to create an opportunity for you to do that outside of Sunday mornings. We call them life groups, 6 to 12 people who meet semi-regularly, uh, semi, so it would be like tw- twice a month or so, where you do a couple of different things, and I'll share a little bit more about that. And this love the world, this is about serving. It's about mission. It's about knowing who it is, that, who you are, and what you're gifted with. So right now, I'm going to take it away from Mike. Give, it a, give Mike a round of applause. Mike's the computer guy up there. Yep, yep, another unsung hero. Killing it, killing it up there. 
So we, we, we talk about rhythms, right? And these are the ways that we want to organize ourselves at Awaken. Very, very simple. If you've read anything about church-related stuff, this is not rocket science. I am not saying anything new, nor are we. We talk about up, in, and out. These, these rhythms that we have where we spend time, you know, this, this we foster and we pay attention to this relationship that we have with the divine, okay? We pay attention to the relationships that we have together as a community. And we pay attention to ways that we can think about somebody other than ourselves, Newsflash, for church people and just humans, this is the hardest, <laughs> right? Hey, guys, here's what we're going to do. We want to think about somebody other than ourselves. And everyone's like, that's a great idea. And here's what that means. You show up here, and you do this, and you do that. And everyone's like, ah, not such a good idea anymore. But it's important. So we say we want to focus on all three of these things, that these things would be a part of our life together as a church. Now, talk about a sweet Venn diagram, huh? Come on now, colored and all. I have nothing better to do with my time. Now, here are a couple of learnings. One learning that we've, that we've discovered in this last year, and this has a little, some implications on this next year as we go forward. This commitment that we have to love the world, okay? All color coordinated now. Watch it, watch it. This commitment we have to love the world, the delivery mechanism that we employed last year to do this was called missional communities. It was like three to four life groups that met together monthly to ask, how, where is God at work and how do I get involved, Okay. All seemed very straightforward and simple. One of the things that I have learned, I think we learned along the way, is that while we were committed to this, and eventually this might happen, there's a piece in the middle that was lacking or missing, and it was called right here. Um, Discipleship is just a fancy way to say, like, growing in your relationship with God. Um, I'm, I'm convinced maybe more now so than I ever have been that if you get this right, you get this. By nature, if someone is growing in their relationship with Jesus and they're being discipled or they're apprenticing, they're growing in that relationship, they have to become more missional because what it means to be a person of Jesus is to be missional, but you've got to get there somehow. And friends, one of my gifts is like, I'm a charger. I'm a go-getter. I'm a like thoroughbred racehorse. Just show me where to go and I'll go there. Now, it's like ready, aim, ready, shoot, aim, right? You ever, see, you ever been around people like that? And there, there are positives to my, my character qualities and my gifts, and there are negatives sometimes. A lot, maybe some, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and I'm learning, I'm learning with surrounding myself with wise people to slow down, and I've given people the freedom to like grab the reins and like pull back on the bit uh, to say, whoa there, bucko. You know, like, let's think about this. And, and I think we're better because of it. And this is one of the things that I think I just missed. I wanted this so bad that we just put a, put a plan in place to get it. And so this year going forward, we're, we're doing a couple things differently. We're being really intentional about this, and I'll talk about it in a second. We're continuing to be committed to serving together inside and outside of Awaken, and we're bringing back something that we had previously, which is called community dinner. Now, notice the, the colors here, friends. Community dinner is both loving the world and loving one another. Boom. Okay. Uh, I'm having too much fun with this diagram. But here are some of the environments that we're committed to spending time in and energy as a church and as a community, right? We'll continue to do Sunday mornings. Um, we'll continue to do life groups. Uh, Sunday mornings, again, it's about setting the table. It's about worshiping God. It's about an authentic uh, experience with God and God's people. Uh, Life groups is about relationships that are deeper than what's afforded to us on Sunday mornings. And our hope is that 
uh, you would be telling stories, your stories, sharing them with each other, that you'd be in prayer together, and that you would study and discuss something. Some groups do uh, uh, sermon-based stuff, some groups do books, and that's kind of up to each life group uh, to determine that. This piece here, this covenant, man, my thing's not working. There, there we go. My kids do this with the dog. Have you ever done that before? Where they get the laser pointer out, and the dog just goes ape crazy. It is just loads of free fun. If you ever want to try it, come over. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my pointer. Covenant groups is something that I'm, I'm spending some intentional time this year. And so right now I have uh, 15, 16 um, eight, uh, people divided between men and women, and we're meeting every Wednesday morning. Uh, the guys are meeting every other, first and third. The girls are meeting every other, second and fourth, from 6 to 8 a.m., jinkies. And I am intentionally pouring myself and in investing in these people so that they can then lead others in these smaller, intentional relationships of discipleship at Awaken. This is a, long, this is a, this is a commitment uh, to a long-term plan, recognizing that in order to do this for a whole community of 175 people, we have to have a bunch of people who can lead it. And so my first year push is really investing in these folks who can lead this then going forward. So that's what this is, um, community dinner. This is just throw the best party. We did this a year ago, and we, we kind of changed it in light of uh, missional communities. And unfortunately, I think we killed one of the best things that we had going at Awaken. This is really just a, an, an excuse to invite anybody and everybody that you know, get together, eat, drink, and be merry, like in the best possible way. Um, so there are two of these that happen. There are the third Sunday of every month. Um, Dan and Kirsten Himrick were sitting over here. Brian and Tracy Parkinson. There's Tracy right here. Hi, Tracy. Go ahead and wave for me. That's lovely. Tracy and Brian live in Lakeville, so they're hosting the South uh, Community Dinner. And this is no agenda like no homework, no reading, just get together and have fun and invite people that you know. So there's usually a theme that will sort of say this month is uh, breakfast foods and everybody brings something to share and it's a party. That's it. Good times, great times. So we want to be intentional about that. And then lastly, we're continued to be uh, committed to serving inside and outside of Awaken. We have a new position that we're adding to the core team, which is kind of our leadership team at Awaken. And uh, this person is going to be committed to three things. One, keep developing the strategic partnerships that we have. Um, be a resource to life group leaders who want to serve together. And then lastly, um, create, plan, and, and execute kind of all awakened serving opportunities. So all that to say, as I wrap this up, these are the things that we're committed to spending our time, energy, effort, resources, leadership, money towards if there are things that the church ought to be doing up, in, and out, these are the ways in which Awaken contextualizes that and makes it real for you and in our community. Now, there's a lot of different things, and I'll just say one thing as we close. Uh, some of you have come here, and you may find that inevitably I will be encouraging you to, like, what is in your hands? And I'll push you to find out what is it that God has uniquely created you to do, and how can you get involved in God's work in the world? And sometimes I error, and, and people come here, and they need a rest. And they need permission to just say, uh, I need to not, I need to receive, I need to take a breath, take a break. And I want to say yes, 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 yes. Sometimes that's what the church needs to provide and should provide, and I want to say yes to that. My hope and prayer for you is that no one would stay there but that eventually, because I think this is connected to what it means to be human and what it means to be connected and invited into the work of God in the world, that you would eventually get to the point where you're saying, what has God given me? 
What am I uniquely gifted to do? And how can I invest that in the things that will last and matter the most? So I'll invite John Mark and the crew to come back up. And I just want to offer a word of prayer as we close. And, uh, and then we'll sing one song as uh, we send you out to watch the Vikings lose. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. They're going to win. It's going to be great. Let's pray. God, as we, uh, as we think about and spend time um, wrestling with, what does it mean to be the church? What does it mean to be the people of God in the world in a way that is not pejorative or pedantic or demeaning or uh, excludes people, but that opens the doors wide and says that God is for all of humanity. That something happened in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus that says God wants it all back and opens the door to any and all say yes to this Jesus. God, we want to be that kind of church. We want to be the kind of church that loves people well, that loves each other, that cares for each other, that knows each other beyond Sunday mornings, where when one of us is hurting or one of us is celebrating, there are people who are with them. God, we want to be the kind of church that loves the world that says yes to the work of God that is already happening right in front of us where the spirit is out doing what you do God give us courage to love the world well that's hard it's messy it's not linear it's not black and white often but we want to be there we want to stand in that tension God we want to love each other we want to love the world and we want to serve we want to gather and when we do we want to tell and retell this story of Jesus so God, as we think about those things and as we commit ourselves, uh, even at the beginning of this new year, to another season of life together at Awaken, I pray that you would continue to call and that new voices and new hands and new energies and new hearts would say yes to and gather around this vision that you've given us to demonstrate and announce and partner with you. So I look forward to all the ways that you'll move all the ways that you will grow and challenge us and that you'll invite us into new things, all the ways, the new beginnings that are present right here, right now, just waiting to have a voice and waiting to come out. So Holy Spirit, guide us, we pray. I wonder if people who live in Colorado like love that song more, you know, from the mountains, go on and shout it. Go and shout it from the 10,000 lakes. That's, that's good. But would it, what, what would it look like for us to say yes to what God is up to in the world and to say from the places of our lives that he is God in the ways that make sense in each of our situations to tell the masses that there's a God who has opened the doors wide and, and longs for all to come back home. We want to invite you to be a part of this community, to say yes to the vision that we believe God's given us. Um, if you've never served here at Awaken and you're thinking, maybe there's something I could do, there probably is. Um, I have a laptop here with uh, ways that you can engage in that. If you've never been a part of a life group, um, if you are, it, it, let me just say this, if, you, if you've signed up and you're in that process, thank you for your patience. It's summer of transition and we're doing our best, so thanks for hanging in there want to be involved in a life group, um, maybe that's the next step for you.
but I'm just really excited about what God's doing here. Uh, I continue to be blessed and floored that I get to be a pastor in this church. Um, so I love you guys, and uh, I hope and dream for um, more and more and more ways that we see God at work in our lives. So, amen. Grace and peace. See ya. Find us online at www.awakeningcommunity.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Awakening Community or on Twitter at Awakening Community. See you next time.